y bienvenidos a este nuevo capítulo de Estás en Familia. Soy Cristina. And this is Israel. Y estamos aquí listos para discutir otro tópico que está hot, hot, hot en nuestra mente. And before we start, I just want to let you guys know that we family now, all right? That's right. And because we're family now, vamos a discutir. ¿Cuál es la diferencia entre being lonely and feeling alone? Ok. En, eh, en el capítulo de hoy vamos a estar viendo nuestras experiencias en la escuela, cómo hicimos amigos, aprender inglés, uh, la, la. cómo hacíamos las tareas sin nada de ayuda, well, this was the 90s, there was no Google back then, y cómo lidiábamos con nuestras emociones. Brace yourselves, aquí vamos. Bueno, ñaño. Um, estábamos hablando en capítulos anteriores sobre eh, cómo llegamos acá y eh, el hecho de que fuimos a la escuela. De 10 años yo vine y estuve en quinto grado. ¿Tú llegaste? Uh, when I was seven, and I can't remember, I think probably, I can't, what grade was I in? I don't even know, like second grade? Like second grade, yeah. second grade maybe. Okay. Well, did you guys get held back? Well, I got held back porque yo estaba en sexto y a mí me pusieron en quinto, pero... I, I can't remember for, for me, to be honest. Yo creo que tú estabas en segundo grado ahí en el Ecuador. Probably. Estabas en segundo grado. So, no sé si es que te pusieron mismo acá en segundo o te estabas en primero, pero... I think it was second grade. Yeah. Did you guys, like, leave over there in the middle of the school year? Yes. Uh, yeah. We came here on September. Well, you came in September. I came in October. Well, it was still, like... Well, so it was the beginning of the yeah. year. Yeah. Like we we had we we had had enough to like have our uniforms, had cuadernos, everything was set. Like we were into the school year, and then we came. So, sí, una de las cosas que no hemos discutido antes es que eh, tú viniste un mes antes que nosotros. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. So I I think like most um, immigrant families, um, we didn't really have um, a plan as to like okay. You know what? Uh, we're gonna get going because we're trying to do something new. Um, when we had to decide to come over to the United States, it was pretty much uh, a decision that was um, just thrown upon us. I think yeah. it wasn't like something that, like, like I said, planned. Um, like most immigrant families, I think like they they plan to come over here and they're like, okay, we're gonna come for a, a better life. Um, I think we were, we weren't like uh, well off over in our country, but I, I think we, we came um, mostly because of the death of our grandfather. So. Yeah. yeah, as it was explained to us um, over the years, you know, it's como, yeah, no, los, los planes estaban ahí, eventually, you know, para, un, para una eventualidad, un, un en el futuro type of situation, y, y de repente se dieron las cosas. Quizás nosotros en, esa, en ese punto, en esa edad, no entendíamos que, que ya el proceso había empezado. Porque ustedes saben que el proceso de inmigración se demora eh, años y años y años, ¿no? Entonces, quizás nosotros estábamos en ese proceso por, por muchos, muchos años, pero a nosotros se nos dio de un sopetazo, you know, like de la noche a la mañana, ¿saben qué? Se van a Estados Unidos. ¿Por qué? Porque eh, el abuelo está enfermo y de la noche a la mañana, ¡pum! ¿Saben qué? El abuelo ha fallecido. Entonces, vinimos nosotros por eso, como dice Israel, 
eh, vinimos al sepelio del abuelo. To my understanding, uh, it was a different time back then. So uh, it was literally people pushing papers, like applications and all that thing, that took like uh, years to process and all of that. So um, to my understanding, it was various years that, that our papers were getting pushed around and, and nothing came of it. But it wasn't until the, the death of our grandfather that they expedited the process. And then, you know, one day we were preparing to... Um, get our, our school year going and then they were like nope we're going to the united states and it was uh a shock to us because we were like we especially me i didn't know anything about like other countries and we were like okay i didn't even know this guy nosotros no le conocíamos, nosotros no sabíamos quién era, sabíamos que existía porque le escribíamos cartas, a lo menos yo porque ya estaba más grandecita, era como, escríbanle cartas before email, eh, y, y no había llamadas telefónicas, sino escríbanle cartas al abuelo y, y, y sabíamos que, que estaba en, en un país lejos, pero no sabíamos así que dónde era Estados Unidos o, 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 o algún día estaremos allá no nunca 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 I think people could could relate to like when when you're younger you have like a, a parent or a family member that that goes uh, to another country United States Europe whatever and they're like oh te acuerdas de esta persona eh, es tu tío es tu abuelo y, y tienes que escribirle tienes que tener una conexión con ellos and you're like but I don't even know the guy like how am I gonna write to somebody that I don't even know like Oh, te quiero, abuelito. Espero que estés bien. And what, what else do you write? Like, I never even met the guy. Yeah, sí, sí. No, no para decir era una, una cuestión forzada, ¿no? Pero sí era una cosa... Eh, uh, in a way, I think it was forced because you guys are forcing to communicate with someone that you have no connection with. I And mean, I, I think that happens to to a lot of people. Like I said, a lot of immigrants that that like their parents, they just like, you know what? Uh, we're having a hard time over here in, in, in our country. We're going to move to the United States. Well, I am going to move to the United States. And it's like one year pass, two years pass, five years pass, 10 years pass. And you have like a complete disconnection of, um, I don't know, maybe your wife, maybe your son, maybe your daughter. And now you have to have like a constant um Communication with people you don't even know after a while, you know? It's like yeah. a forced relationship. Yeah. Sí, definitivamente. O sea, yo no digo forzado en el hecho de que venga acá, escribe la carta, porque si no, ta, ta, ta. No, no, no. No, no en ese But sentido not, de force, pero. It's pero, not like genuine emotion. Yeah, yeah, no era como, ay, mami, le voy a escribir al. al al abuelito, como se escribe al niñito Dios, ¿verdad? Porque en el Ecuador no le escribíamos a Santa, le escribíamos una carta al niñito Dios o a los reyes magos, ¿no? Pero sí era una cuestión de que no sabíamos quién era esta persona. Eh, Israel eh, vino antes que nosotros y Israel llegó al sepelio de mi abuelito, so él le vio. No sé si se, si se acordará, pero él le vio. Nosotros, mi hermana y yo venimos después. Nosotros llegamos en octubre. Y ya el sepelio había pasado, ya le habían enterrado a mi abuelito, pero nosotros no llegamos para eso. Para eso llegó mi hermano y llegó mis papás. So, what he remembers from that, I, I don't know. Like, ¿qué te acuerdas tú de, de cuando llegaste acá? I really don't remember much, to be honest. Um, 
like I said, I, I had a, like a real disconnect from from the whole family because obviously uh, I'm this young person coming in and pretty much everybody that I met, I didn't know before. And they're like, OK, well, this is your cousin. Hi, stranger. You know, <laughs> this is your um, this is your aunt. I'm like, hey, aunt that I never met before. So it, it was kind of like a, a big shock for me because it's like I didn't even know this part of the family. How come mm -hmm. you, you guys been hiding all this time? Mm -hmm. Absolutamente. Yo, yo sí creo. Y, a, y es la primera vez que me pongo a pensar en esto, ve, dada la, la circunstancia que cuando nosotros llegamos, nosotros llegamos mi hermana, mis primos y yo. O sea, nosotros vinimos en guango, ¿ves? Y, y, y para nosotros venir era como, oh, qué, qué chévere, qué interesante subirse en un avión por primera vez. O sea, todas esas experiencias te calan, ¿no? Se quedan contigo y, pero tú las tuviste que vivir solo porque tú viniste solo con mamá y papá y cuando ellos llegaron era como más la, eh, la cuestión de que venían ellos para enterrarle al abuelito, ¿no? Entonces tú en realidad que viviste ese espacio, ese mes, así como by yourself. Like I never even thought about that like I thought about my own experience coming but not necessarily how you managed that and it was a whole month before Carmen and I came so yeah wow. and the cousins that he met here at that time were what Victor and Georgie right to, to be honest I, I can't remember who was around yeah. like I have very big memories of, of coming and actually meeting people. Well, could that be like a suppression on your part, like a trauma suppression type thing? Mm, maybe. Because I'm thinking about it, because the only other cousins that are older than you are the ones that don't really speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. So in that case, you really would be alone because there would be nobody your age around the time that you came. That's that's very true. I, I never really thought about it, like uh, coming in, into a new country. And uh, the only family that I had was either grown-ups or cousins that didn't speak Spanish. So I'm like, I guess I really am alone in this world. Yeah. 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 So, eh, para, para, para hacerles el picture así, ¿no? Nosotros llegamos y llegamos... Eh, Llegamos a vivir en Irvington, ¿no? Y Irvington está, es, un, es una ciudad en el estado de Nueva Jersey eh, que está bastante cerca a la, a la ciudad de Newark, donde está el, el aeropuerto principal acá. Y pues nos llegamos a vivir allá, gracias a Dios. Teníamos un lugar donde llegar, ¿no? Como muchas otras familias que llegan y están a la voluntad de Dios. Ese no fue nuestro caso. Nos, no, nosotros llegamos y teníamos, como dice Israel, un bunch of family. Teníamos todos los hermanos de mi papá que vivían acá en Estados Unidos y llegamos a una casa en la cual, eh, vuelvo y repito, highly blessed to the fact that we had a place to come and stay, donde vivían eh, como, como un apartment complex, donde vivían mi abuelita, donde vivían mis tíos y todos como que tenían su propio little space, ¿no? Y nosotros obviamente veníamos como a añadirnos a ese espacio. Y se puso tight, pero veníamos a añadirnos a este espacio, ¿no? En el un departamento vivía mi abuelita, en el otro departamento vivía mis tíos, en el otro departamento vivía otros tíos y así sucesivamente. Entonces, nosotros venimos a ese espacio en la ciudad de Irvington. Ahora, si es que ustedes dicen así de cachas, eh, vienes del de, de Ecuador y dices, ay, me voy a la Johnny, voy a vivir a Estados Unidos, todos piensan así como, oh, you know, white picket fans y, you know, like what you normally see on TV y eso, ¿no? De... Um, lo que veíamos en la televisión, ¿no? 
y llegamos y fue así como la it was a big culture shock because uh, it, it was like taking a, taking us out of our element it wasn't what we really um, thought it'd be like uh, I don't know for you it was for me it was pretty much like a home alone type of thing where you just like go in there and it's like white families and they're all friendly and whatnot and then what we came to in Irvington was like completely different it was just Oh my God! Was was that, <laughs> that was around the time there were like a lot of drugs, gangs. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It, it was like hide your wife, hide your dog, hide your daughter. Like it was like close the door, that yep. type of thing. It was, it was like, it hide was your kids, hide your wife type of the situation. Because yeah. uh, uh, Everington wasn't. It's still not the best uh, of places right now. It, it hasn't uh, changed much. Uh, but our grandfather, he he actually um, he was an immigrant also. But uh, he picked Irvington because at the time he said, uh, well, what my grandmother had told us that um, our grandfather had picked that place because it was a predominantly Jewish uh, community, I think. You had a conversation that I did not have. Yeah, something like that. It was Polish and uh, Jewish people. Yeah. So, at, at so the it, time, was, yeah, it was mainly uh, a white neighborhood where, from what I've been told, they were like... Uh, If, if you wore sneakers around, you were like had, um, what's this called? Burglary tools. Like people would stop you and be like, what the hell are you doing with sneakers, man? So it, it had drastically, drastically changed um, by the time that we got there. It, it's like uh, the drug epidemic kind of hit. So uh, coming from Ecuador where it was more calm and everybody knew you and everybody would say hi to you. Uh, you come to this place where it's um, mostly... Um, what would I say? Low income type of families, and um, you were immediately exposed to uh, to bad things. Um, yeah. Like I remember, like walking out in, in, into the front of the house, and I see like little vials of um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. what We didn't know be. what it was then. I don't know if it was cocaine or whatnot, but they were everywhere, yes. and we were like uh, picked them up and be like, "Hey, what's this, mom?" He's like, "Suelta." <laughs> yeah, toss that shit out. We didn't know any better. I have, uh, better. I have a picture of that house in Irvington Hall. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And this is most recent. This is 2020. So, so th if you just focus on the house, it doesn't look like a, a bad house. It, it could actually be like a house that you could actually find like on New York, like uh, with a stoop and type of situation. But then you like zoom out in, into the neighborhood and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, like, pero ahorita ves que, que hay casas así de nueva construcción mm -hmm. eh, al un lado de, de la casa. Eso no había antes. Antes era súper botadazo, así como el building ahí donde los árboles están overgrown. Eh, y no no to take anything away yeah. you know si a, una vez que tú pasabas el umbral de la puerta ve yeah. ahora está todo eso verde yeah. que they knocked down the buildings pero todos esos buildings eran buildings abandonados mm. y, mm -hmm. y you know está cambiando ahora yo sé que en esa área se, ha, se han mudado irónicamente gente ecuatoriana bastante gente ecuatoriana mm -hmm. gente really? mexicana eh, estaba yo buscando como así cuando tú, tú te pones a buscar trabajos random así de ay qué podré ser en el futuro cuando ya tienes un trabajo y estás tratando de ver algo más no y hay bastante necesidad para el bilingual teachers ahí arriba really? porque la comunidad de donde de cuando nosotros llegamos ahora la comunidad es súper súper grande por por los ecuatorianos y los mexicanos que se han mudado allá no irónicamente cuando nosotros llegamos éramos como un lunarcito 
de latinidad en un mundo afroamericano. Todos eran afroamericanos. Y ahora, eh, yo sé que, que quizás, don't cancel me people. Uh, you know, solamente estoy yendo por, por lo que en, en algún... Going by the facts, people. En algún facts. momento, en algún momento... Eh, se nos enseñó erróneamente, ¿no? Que tú dices, hoy eh, sí, si son morenos, usted tiene que cuidarse. Ese moreno le puede hacer esto. Cuidado, cuidado, cuidado. Eh, those are not facts. Those are not facts. Okay. El, pero el hecho fue que sí. Fake se, news. <risa> que se nos enseñaba, ¿no? No a ser racista, pero el, 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 el pensar de las personas alrededor de nosotros estaba skewed, estaba wrong, ¿no? Tomó bastante tiempo como para nosotros darnos cuenta de que that's not true, de que eh, eventualmente pudimos hacer nuestras propias eh, decisiones y aprender sobre la cultura en la cual nosotros estábamos allegándonos, pero Sí, fue un tremendo shock, un tremendo shock cuando nosotros llegamos ahí. Y más yéndonos a la escuela, ¿no? Así como, <coughs> perdón, Israel llegó en septiembre, nosotros llegamos en octubre, y no fue sino hasta que nosotros llegamos que nos inscribieron en la escuela. I think we did because uh, we came from a place where we had the, the freedom of going out and, and actually um, having our friends to go out and play. And our, our parents had the, the peace of mind of like, oh, yeah, they're in this place. And, you know, by this time they're going to come back. But over there, it's like drugs are, are rampant in the street, you know. Um, we were not allowed to leave the house. We were not allowed to leave the house. And, and our oh, parents, unless we were walking to school. And our parents did not want us out. Mm -mm. No, nosotros, tú, tú ves la parte de afuera del building, pero nosotros si veíamos la parte de afuera del building era porque estábamos yéndonos a la escuela o regresando de la escuela o yéndonos al mercado y that's it. No era una cosa de que voy afuerita a jugar ahí en el mini patio porque como dice el, el Israel, o sea, habían todos estos like mini vials de, de lo que podía ser sustancias peligrosas que no nuestros papás estaban seguros que no querían que nosotros estemos tocando ni viendo. Y como dice Israel, nosotros veníamos de, de Alausí, que antes de venir a Estados Unidos, nosotros eh, vivimos mucho tiempo en Quito, que es la, la capital, ¿no? Pero antes de venir acá a Estados Unidos, vivimos un año en Alausí. Y en Alausí es un pueblo súper chiquito, hermoso, bonito, you know, surrounded by mountains, todo chévere, donde todos conocen a todos. Y vivíamos en el departamento donde tú salías... <coughs> Caminabas, eh, ¿qué? Unos dos minutos y estabas en un tipo parque, ¿no? Entonces tú ibas ahí y pa, jugabas. De, en la otra dirección caminabas tipo cinco minutos y estabas en otro parque. Entonces mi mamá podía ver de la ventana y nos veía o bien en el un parque o bien en, en el otro parque, ¿no? Entonces nosotros decíamos, mamá, me voy a jugar. Pa, salíamos y nos íbamos. O bien a la plazuela, que, que es un lugarcito de cemento para jugar, o bien al parque que tenía más like shrubs and stuff. Pero teníamos un lugar a donde salir y like desfogar las energías, patear la pelota, subirnos en los columpios, hacer todo este tipo de cosas, ¿no? Y de repente venir acá y asegurarse que tú tenías que estar en el, en el departamento y no, no salir a ningún lado porque no había parques nearby de, de aquí, de donde nosotros vivíamos. No había parques nearby, no así como de donde nosotros venimos, sino si habría, había, pero había que caminar un buen. Y no era un neighborhood donde tú querías caminar un buen, o sea, 
Y, y sí, o sea, lo, para mí ya tener un physical activity era solamente ya en la escuela cuando teníamos gym. Porque no había chance de salir a hacer nada por ahí alrededor. No, it, it was very, it was very difficult that our our parents felt uh, the need to take us out of that environment. And I remember um, our parents not waiting that long um, and taking us out of that place and moving us to Newark, where Newark is not the best place either, but it was definitely better than Irvington. And um, I remember we we left Irvington and our, our cousins stayed behind in, in Irvington in that particular house. And it's like... Um, We, we detached ourselves from from that family. So I, I don't feel like we're close um, to that particular side of the family because I guess our, our parents wanted uh, better for us, better opportunities. Um, and that's something that, that I, I kind of regret not having a connection with that side of the family. Um, we were never really close. I think que no, no ha sido, o sea, sí, querían salir de ahí, porque ahí al frente donde, donde salió, ¿no? Justo al frente de la casa le habían asaltado a mi papá. Entonces, ponte, nosotros llegamos en octubre, ¿qué sería? Por, por ahí por marzo le asaltan a mi papá. Y se le acercaba un tipo a quererle vender algo, pum, le asalta, le muerde a mi papá, todavía tiene la seña en la tetilla, lo que le había mordido. Y mi papá ha estado silbando, 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 así. <laughs> I guess that, that, that's, that's, that's our doorbell in Ecuador, you know. It's like my dad has specific signature whistle, you know. I don't know. Eh, that's all the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nosotros, mi papá silbaba y nosotros sabíamos que era mi papá y qué quería decir con ese silbo. Y mi papá ha estado silbando, silbando, silbando y como el building es grande, nadie se fijó, nadie se dio cuenta. By the time my dad came in, ya, te, ya estaba eh, todo lastimado, tuvieron que llevarle a la clínica, que le pongan un tetanus shot, oh, o sea, fue, fue the works. Esa, esa experiencia, mi papá dice, no way, no how, tengo hijas mujeres, este... Eh, el horario de trabajo de mi papá era uno, el de mi mamá era otro y dice, no, esto no es para nosotros, nos vamos de acá. Y con, con ayuda de algunos conocidos, empiezan a buscar, como dice Israel, eh, salir de Irvington y terminamos viviendo en Newark, ¿no? lo que ahora se conoce como Down Neck. Ahora, Down Neck es posiblemente el área que estaba mejorcito, mejorcito, mm -hmm. Con, con eh, a diferencia de las otras áreas de Newark, so nosotros nos mudamos para Down Neck. Y ahí vivimos la, la mayor parte de nuestra adolescencia hasta que nos terminamos mudando. Pero eh, Newark a nosotros nos formó, sí o sí. Yeah, yeah, it, it made us to uh, what we are now, I, I suppose. And um, different people, different immigrant families that have uh, moved down there, they, pre they can pretty much uh, say the same thing. Um, That, that our first generation that are proud to be from um, down neck that, you know, it kind of like shaped them to who they are right now. Um, the different experiences that they had. And uh, back then, it, it was a different time. I keep on saying the same thing. It was a different time because it, it was. It was. It was. Uh, back then, it was um, something that where the, you were the first Ecuadorian families down there. You were like, 
pretty much paving the stones for everybody else that came. Now, if you go down there, it's like it's uh, Ecuadorian Central, little little Ecuador little down Ecuador, there. Los restaurantes, las tiendas, todo. Pero antes, chuta madre, tenías que hacerte piruetas para encontrar algo que sea ecuatoriano. And I think, um, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like we had to represent our our country the, the right way. Our community, yeah, porque yo no sé si tú te acuerdas o yo no sé si tú fuiste expuesto al hecho de que cuando nosotros nos fuimos a buscar eh, quién nos rente en, en Down Neck, eh, la comunidad es, eh, era en ese entonces 100% portuguesa. Predominantly ¿no? Portuguese and Brazilian. No, antes no. No. Antes era portuguesa, yeah, portuguesa. Yeah, right, vale right. su portugués. Tú estabas buscando un, un departamento, buscabas en el uso americano. O sea, it, 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 those strictly Portuguese communities. I think, I think when we went, it was uh, predominantly Portuguese and then the Brazilians were... Started moving in. Yeah, yeah. but that's when we moved out. Pero cuando como había todas las casitas eran de gente portuguesa, trabajadoras, trabajadoras, o sea, lo que sea de cada quien, decían... Tú quieres eh, que alguien te haga bien el trabajo, consíguete una persona portuguesa. Yep. Tú quieres eh, el trabajo bien hecho, consíguete una persona portuguesa. Hey, I, I ain't never met no Portuguese person that's that lazy. Lazy. Nope, nope, nope. I give that to them. Entonces, y si es que tú eras un ecuatoriano que trabajaba duro, que trabajaba bien y te metías a trabajar con un portugués, you were made. Okay, entonces el, el, el hecho de que nosotros estábamos tratando de buscar departamentos por ahí abajo ya era así como moving on up, porque nosotros, you know, mis papás querían algo mejor para nosotros. El chance era que la, la, la gran parte de la comunidad eh, ecuatorianos que habían venido antes eran ecuatorianos solteros, eran ecuatorianos varones solteros que venían, trabajaban y el fin de semana se daban sus traguitos, entonces no tenían la mejor eh, eh, reputación. Entonces decían, ah, no son ecuatorianos, fase alugado, decían, ya está rentado, ya está rentado. Entonces, they turned us away, peor que freaking... Like we were Jesus. Yeah, loco, no hay posada, no hay posada. We were, we were like going from place to place, like uh, we ended up in the major. <laughs> Y, y donde terminamos estábamos bien, o sea, shout out to Doña Herminia, hubo una familia que, que nos vio a nosotros, ¿cómo nos verían así, no? Tipo, my God, pobrecitos, mírales a estos recién llegaditos. Y me acuerdo que la señora tenía dos hijas mayores y un hijo varón chiquito, ¿sí? igualito, igualito que nosotros. Entonces, sería que la señora se vio reflejada en nosotros como, como you know, familia inmigrante y eso nos rentó ese departamento. Y ahí, de ahí empezamos, o sea, de ahí empezamos viviendo en Down Neck y viviendo ya las experiencias que era vivir en esta comunidad donde ya podíamos salir a jugar al patio, donde ya, y eso era, y eso era bastante. O ya podíamos este, jugar porque ellos tenían como una mini terracita, ya podíamos salir por lo menos a coger el sol en la terraza. Porque en Irvington, you know, it was like, había un patio, pero... No, no necesariamente íbamos ahí atrás al patio. No me acuerdo por qué, pero no íbamos. No, it's because uh, there were rats back there. There were all types of bugs. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember why we never went back there. It, it, yeah. it's, it was nasty. La, yeah. ¿Sabes qué? Lo que pasa es que nosotros llegamos en octubre y ya se hizo frío. Y nos fuimos en junio. Entonces, oh, so no, no, entonces no tuvimos tiempo. No, tuvi no, no creo que tuvimos el tiempo. Pero porque de ahí sí volvíamos cuando hacían um, barbecues. And, and that, you know, we used to go back. Y, y la abuelita tenía ahí un... Un like mini garden. So we, we, we went there. Pero cuando nosotros vivíamos en Irvington, nunca fuimos porque estaba frío. Vinimos justo en la temporada de frío. Y esa era otra cosa. 
O sea, el frío. ahorita la gente se asusta de, de, oh, va a nevar 16 pulgadas. Bitch, like, la nieve no llegaba a la cintura, loco. Again, it was a different time. I mean, but you guys were also smaller. So oh, oh, no. I remember Oye. I remember watching the news and they were like, da na 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 the blizzard of 93. Oh, you guys came at that blizzard. Yes, yes. Óyeme, eso era nieve. Como que you were little then. Sabes que yo he crecido como tres inches desde que yo llegué. Hello. No, yeah. I, yo quería, like, I wanted to say something about, like, since you're talking about being lonely, you guys have, like, this constant theme from the moment that you arrive to this point where you brought us now, which is in Down Neck. You guys, the only people that you guys have is your own family. You guys are surrounded by all these other people, but you guys still have this sense of being alone within that community. Like, you guys came to a new country. You guys only had yourselves, so you guys didn't know anybody else, so you guys felt alone in that moment. You guys moved to Irvington. You guys felt alone because the community, you weren't part of that community. You moved to Down Neck. You guys are still your own little unit, but you guys aren't really part of that community. So it's like a constant theme as an immigrant family coming to this new country that I'm pretty sure a lot of people resonate with because, you know, they go through similar experiences. Oh. Again, it was a different time for us. Uh, when we came, there wasn't a lot of uh, Ecuadorian families no. that, that we could... Uh, assimilate with we just had us yeah es que tampoco había no, no había así como oh ve el, el vecino mexicano de ahí atrás es ta 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 o la vecina puertorriqueña de acá ta 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 o sea no había gente latina así como para nosotros poder llevarnos no para decir oh mi amigo fulano mi amigo sultano quizás esas experiencias empezaron a a, a Hacerse más fuertes en la escuela. Ponte en la escuela. En, en Irvington no había nadie. En Irvington llegamos allá. Y oye, yo siempre voy a decir esto. Si me está escuchando la Miss Gómez. Se llamaba la profesora de ESL de Irvington. I hate your guts. All right. I hate your guts. Um, tú eres una de las razones por las cuales I chose to teach. And I chose to teach exactly the opposite way you did. Um, so I know que la, las reformas educativas en ese entonces eran diferentes, pero she made sure not to speak Spanish. She spoke Spanish. I know she spoke Spanish porque cuando mis papás fueron a registrarnos, yo me acuerdo que ella le habló en español a mi papá. Le habló en español, eh, le explicó el proceso. Dice, oh, María va a estar en, eh, yo sé que estaba en sexto, pero tiene 10 años, va a quinto, ta, 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 ta. Le explicó toda esa vaina en español. Oye, mi, mi papá se fue, and he was like, hi, nice to meet you. Let me take you to your classroom. Y yo, ¿qué, qué, what? Esa man nunca, nunca más volvió a hablar en español. Nunca más volvió a hablar en español. Ella hablaba español, pero se aseguraba que nunca hablaba español alrededor de nosotros. Talk about feeling alone. You know this witch speaks Spanish. And there are some days where you just like came with all of the emotions on you. And all you need is a word of reassurance. Yeah, I think the, the ESL teachers weren't the best uh, when we got here to the to United States. Um, I think they weren't really prepared uh, to, to deal with uh, immigrant families. Um, I remember also like being placed in in certain classes and I'd be like, I, but no entiendo nada, no entiendo nada. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, you know, hitting a subject and I'm like, 
ah, pues me voy a poner a dibujar. So, they were like, no, you can't, you can't, um, you can't draw over here. I'm like, pues no te gusta mi Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why do you think teachers were like that, though? Because they were they not prepared. They were not ready. They were not, they were not ready. A ahora, con todo el influx de, de gente hispana, de, never, never mind hispanos, con gente inmigrante que está viniendo, está viniendo gente de todo el mundo, está viniendo gente de Haití, está viniendo gente de Afganistán, gente de Siria, gente de, de todo el mundo. Y lo sé yo porque los he tenido en mi aula. I would hope that, that the colleges are, are pushing uh, different type of curriculums where they're um, telling them, like, it's okay to speak Spanish, it's okay to have a connection. B before, it was just like, nope, you got to push Assimilate. English. Assimilate, that was a curriculum back then. I've actually looked into it because I'm like, this witch. Well, maybe she wasn't so much of a witch. But she was trying to follow this curriculum where assimilation was the key. Was assimilation, like yes. It she, was like you need to learn. She was just doing her job. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we left Irvington and we went into Newark where. And it was different. And it was different because we had Mrs. Ruella. If you're listening, I love you. Okay. Miss Ruella, we made it. Well, yeah, we did. Miss Ruella. And yo, I kid you not, Miss Ruella had like a handful of our friends and all of us we're all decent human beings with successful jobs and careers think about it miss rella look at us now we made it y y esa era una ESL teacher pero la diferencia era que ella no hablaba español esa man era portuguesa right but she made it her job to sit there and You know, el portugués y el español son casi similares, pero ella se aseguraba de decirnos una palabra. Me gusta, María. Me gusta tu trabajo. <coughs> y mira, no, no podía haber sido perfecto español, pero she made sure to make us feel like, at least for me, I feel like she made me feel seen. She made me feel um, like a person. She made me feel respected as a human being. Yeah. And that meant a lot. Like, I worked my ass up for that lady. Yeah. I did. I agree. W uh, you know, coming in into uh, into the schools, you know, we experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, I think she was a, a very good part of the good. And uh, I think you and I had different experiences with the ugly. Um, she was in Hawkins, right? Yeah. So in Hawkins, we, I had, like, a terrible experience with Mr. Martinez. Oh, so did I. Which, by the way, he's still alive. And, and if I see you in Elizabeth, I'll probably let me keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm gonna catch a case right now. Look, listen, he actually ran into me at Kane because I I used to go to Kane once in a while. I I used to go to the gym, and he actually was in the gym, and he looked at me. He was like, Maria, Maria, te acuerdas de mí? And I was like, Yeah, I remember you. So I I've seen him. Ya estaba viejito para cuando yo le vi. Esto era years ago. So he I don't know if he's still going to the gym, but I've seen him. I think I seen him walking around the street. I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. But do you think that these teachers are instrumental in kind of helping, well, kids mainly, because obviously they're the, the first point of contact with kids, kind of finding like a connection to this country? Absolutely. Nosotros como estudiantes, Pasamos más tiempo con estos profesores que con nuestros padres. El hecho de que mi, mi mamá, mi papá tenían trabajos que les mantenían lejos de la casa, eh, 
eh, o sea, los profesores para nosotros eran todos. Cuando dicen que los profesores son su, tus, tus segundos padres, eso es verdad. Tus, tus profesores son tus segundos padres. Ahora, esos padres pueden ser unos padres de mierda o pueden ser esos padres que te, te son the, the wind beneath your wings and they lift you up and they take you to higher places, you they know? They guide you and shape you yes. uh, to who you are in the future. And like how we speak now about Miss Ruella and how they shaped us into the future, you know, we're always going to remember her and, and the her effort into teaching us. And we're also going to remember the bad and how how much they gave us anxiety, you know? Absolutely. El, el Mr. Martinez tenía su, tenía su... He was the only thing that united us to a bilingual education of sorts. So, uh, Irvington didn't have bilingual education. Newark did. So, Newark had the bilingual education, but only pushing matemáticas con los niños que hablaban portugués y con los niños que hablaban español, ¿no? Entonces, Mr. Martinez era nuestro profesor de mío, de matemáticas, eh... Y matemáticas siempre era mi fuerte, entonces yo no, no, no sufría con Mr. Martínez. Yo a veces se le, se le volaba la peluca, este, pero yo just like, ah, oh, that guy needed some serious anger management. Oh, yes, oh, yes, eso sí, eso sí. Es que era, o sea, ahora que yo soy profesora, yo digo, chuta madre, o sea, eh, yo me acuerdo un día que el, que el señor dice, me, se vira, ¿no? Bravísimo, porque había un muchacho de la República Dominicana que había llegado, y te digo, te ponen en el grado basado en tu edad. Ese pelado no había ido a la escuela jamás en la República Dominicana y estaba en seventh grade, right? Y, y la matemática era como uno más uno es cinco, porque ese man no daba pie con bola, no porque era bruto, era porque nunca había ido a la escuela. Y Mr. Martínez tenía que cubrir un currículum, tenía que enseñar un freaking pre-algebra at that point y no había manera de enseñarle pre-algebra si no sabía lo básico. Y ese man dice, María, tú quieres ser profesora cuando seas grande. Siéntate con este que yo ya no tengo paciencia. O sea, he used to, he used to blow his lead a hell of a lot. A lot. A lot. Pero era porque, you know, los profesores, los profesores, y ahora, vuelvo y repito, ahora que soy profesora, yo veo. We're under a lot of pressure. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Este man no sabe esto, pero you have to teach him esto. You know, so... Tienes que, que buscar un medium ground porque después todo, todo se te revierte a, a donde ti. Dices, oh, the teacher's not doing a good job. Never mind que este pelado nunca fue a la escuela. The teacher's not doing a good job. Entonces, sí, sí, ahora yo lo entiendo. Back then, I was like, hombrecito, get some help. Yeah, he needed, he needed help. So, yeah, el, 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 el asunto era que independientemente... Eh, sí, sí, había momentos de que se, se sentía solo, se, había una soledad que no te dejaba, loco, y yo creo que eh, en mi caso, ya con Miss Ruela y, y como ella era, at least I felt seen, I didn't stop feeling alone, but I felt seen, ya de por ahí, su, tuve lo suficiente de educación como para salir del ESL program and then I really felt alone because at least in the ESL program I had Mrs. Ruella and the small little community of students that were like me learning English. The minute that I tested out of ESL, I was like, fuck. Alone again. Yes. So, y, y yo podía ver la razón por la cual, por ejemplo, mi hermana, Um, y las amigas de mi hermana, yo sabía que ellos, they, they caught on. Ellos sabían 
que pasar el examen de ISL significaba dejar ISL. Si te quedabas con uno o dos puntos, you maintain one more year of ESL. Those people were smart enough to fail that test to continue <laughs> to be ESL students all through high school. See, but that's a fear also, of, you know, knowing what's coming down the line and being in the same situation that you are, feeling alone. Pero yo no sabía eso, loco. Si yo hubiera sabido eso, yo también, I would have beat the system. I would have used that también. Pero no sabía yo. Y estaba esa María que tenía que hacer todo bien. Y Miss Ruela nos decía, it was like, you're so smart, you can do this, you know. Yeah, yeah, van a hacer esto, esto y esto y esto. You, van a salir. I'm telling you, I would have bent over backwards for Mrs. Ruela. So I said, Miss Ruela thinks I'm smart. I'm going to show her I'm smart. Pum, salgo del ESL. Puta madre. No, pues así. Yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. yeah, completely alone again. Pero ya yeah, eso fue eso fue ya para eighth grade. O sea, yo vine en quinto grado. Hice quinto, sexto. Para séptimo grado yo ya no necesitaba ISL. Yo me iba a meter en la clase de Miss Ruela en mi tiempo libre, así para, para estar mataperreando porque no quería estar con el resto de, de eh, general education students. Porque no, no encajaba. No encajaba, loco. So, do you think that... Uh You said for eighth grade, you got out of ESL, right? That was the only way that I can get into arts high school, which was one of the main things that Ms. Ruella kept pushing. You see how you were told, stop drawing, stop drawing, stop drawing. Ms. Ruella saw my drawings and she was like, oh my God, you draw so good, you can get into arts high school. But in order for you to get into arts high school, you have to prove that you no longer need ESL because arts high school doesn't provide ESL. So I think for you, it, it was uh, a different experience. Like we, we had talked about um, on one of our episodes about uh, different ages come to different um, generations of, uh, of immigrants. So you have been like uh, one. Point five. 1.5. And I, I don't know. I forgot where I. I You're 1.5 by definition, but you, you said that you resonate more with the 1.75. Right. So I, I'm seeing how your experiences kind of like made you feel alone like okay you had to you had to test out of ESL to to get into high school and then you had this experience where okay now I need to uh, get into high school and get good grades but you weren't really focusing on, on friends much like for me it was different because yeah I got out of ESL but then I went into middle school and then I think middle school is kind of like kind of shaped me a little bit more I kind of remember a little things a little bit more like uh I think that I, I crossed a gap where it was like, okay, now I, I can have friends that are not just first-generation uh, immigrants. I could have friends with uh, other kids that uh, that have been here already, N but not not so much you. Like I remember making friends with the Portuguese kids and not so much like a close-knit relationship with them, but like start getting like different interests as them. Um, I remember like... I, I wasn't really into, like, the whole music scene, but, like, me crossing the gap in, into middle school, like, uh, listening to Nirvana or, or, or different things like that. And uh, I don't know if you really got into that until, like, a little bit later. I don't think I ever got into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just my own little island um, of such, you know, because... I don't remember having her. Yeah, I mean, yo tenía una, una amiga, entre comillas, en middle school, que también era ecuatoriana, que vivía en el mismo building que nosotros, eventualmente que nos mudamos, vivía ahí con nosotros. Pero 
en el momento que nosotros aplicamos a la high school, ella se fue a la neighborhood high school y yo me fui a Arts High. Ahora, cuando nosotros estamos aplicando para high schools en Newark, o sea, si tú tenías algo que, que te hacía, eh, I don't want to say better, because there's a lot of people who ended up in the neighborhood uh, high school. But maybe they, they just didn't know how to access these other high schools. Like Israel went to a technical high school. I went to arts high school because we were looking for other avenues. We did not want to follow the same path. We, I knew, I don't know about you, I don't know how you ended up in technical high school, but I knew that I wanted to do something different. I remember hearing stories about Eastside High School being the place where you got beat up. Oh, it was, it was. It was a different time back then. You know, like, and I was like, ah, skinny ass Maria is going to get beat up every day. I'm not trying to go there. Let me find another avenue. And again, Mrs. Rella was instrumental in saying to me, You can do something better at Arts High School. You have something, go to Arts High School. You got potential, kid. I got, and, and, y ella me ayudaba. Ella me ayudaba a hacer cualquier pendejada. O sea, esta es la aplicación, llena aquí. O te voy a llamar al, a la cafetería, van a hacer el examen. O whatever. Ella estaba encima mío. Ella era la que estaba encima mío. Y yo creo que si hubiera sido porque mandaban cartas a la casa y que los papás tenían que firmar, we would have never been able to do that. Miss Ruella was on top of me to make sure that I got that opportunity. And then um, when I had to go take the test at, at the actual arts high school, I see era como, mami, papi, ¿saben qué? Voy a hacer esto, esto y esto. Eh, llévenme. Entonces, ya, ya me llevaron, ya pasé el examen. Óyeme, yo, yo, después que yo entré a la high school, yo veía el trabajo de otros estudiantes de art. Y decía, ¿cómo huevo me metí yo acá? These people are truly talented. Y yo estoy aquí con un dibujito de Tweety Bird, así como todo torcido. <laughs> They, I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a go on the, I have potential type of situation. Because, uh, I don't know, you know, comparado. Y, y ese es el, el gran error que, que todavía tengo hasta ahora, ¿no? Que esa, esa comparación constante de, chuta, pero el dibujo de este man está mejor. Chuta, pero, pero óigame, si tenemos algo los ecuatorianos es la labia. Entonces dije, no, por aquí metí la cabeza, por aquí tengo que sacar el cuerpo. Y me, me tuve que hacer al, al hecho pecho porque ya, ya estaba. Yeah, I, I think for, for me it was, it was not much more of interest to go to like a better high school. It was more of uh, I don't want to be left behind type of situation. Like, uh, all my friends are um, applying for different high schools, and I don't want to make this, this step by myself into East High by, by, my set, by myself. Like, I would have been perfectly content if I went to East Side. Um, if, if your all my friends, friends were there. Yeah, yeah, that, that was me. That was me. I've always been the, the type of person that's been like, uh, um, what's the word that I want to use? Kind of like in the shadows almost. Like uh, I don't like to stand out so much. Like I'll, I'll play by ear and just go with everything else. But, um, you know, like um, we had spoken in, in other episodes how you felt like being my sister kind of took her, her, own, her own little guide or process uh, by herself. You know, we were the only two kids left in the house, and you were forced to be, like, the, the firstborn pretty much where you had to be perfect. Well, for me, it was like, okay, you know, your your sister is guiding the path, and she's doing all of this, and you have to match what she does because 
she's pretty much the the cookie cutter perfect um version of what you should be so when it was the time to apply to to high schools i i applied to arts high too and i had no intention of going to arts high because i didn't know how to uh play an instrument i didn't know how to draw i didn't even know how to act but uh, i had i had to do something to get in there so i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> surprisingly i got in um but it's it just one of those situations where I, I guess faith didn't want me to be in, in that uh, high school, which uh, I guess it's for the best, you know. Things. You got accepted to Ars High School? Yeah. I, got I am just learning about this shit now. You told me I did. Or you were just making me feel better. You were telling me how, how the teachers had been asking you, like, oh, is this your brother? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the thing was that I, I made it in there. I don't know how. Um, so I had to do some, I, no, you, some you monologue. Know, yes, you made it for the TV. Because back then there was a, a um, on, TV major. So you could go and, and do like be behind the scenes and um, produce stuff. Like that's the. So other words, uh, you, you could have been a carny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I had made it in for, for that um, aspect of, of the the whole high school but the thing with that is like okay we we accept you but you have to come in for orientation during the summer during that summer uh our parents had sent us to ecuador so when i came back i didn't know diddly squat about what was going on so i was like well i guess i didn't get in so what's the best thing that that's uh what's the other best option so i looked through the mail and they were like oh you got accepted i guess i'll go here then <laughs> so that's how i ended up in my technical school and um that's where I had a lot of exposure to, to different, um, different people, um, which kind of like shaped um, who I am now. Pero tú tenías full amigos es, eh, ecuatorianos ahí en la high school, yo me acuerdo. I did, I did, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't the same thing. Um, I guess, you know, growing up, it's like, okay, you get a generation 1.0. You know, they're um, set on going to school, getting good grades, having a career. There's the uh, 1.5s that are, you know, a little bit more laid back. And I think I went with the 1.5s because we were really laid back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were the 1.75, por favor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I never cut class. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Yo sí cortaba class. Sí cortaba clases. Yo, ¿para qué voy a mentir? Sí cortaba Pero I was such a dork. Oye, yo cortaba clases to go hang out with my sister and my nephew. Mm. Yeah, a mí me encantaba ir a estar chilling con mi nephew que, uh, you know, he's <coughs> in his, in his uh, mid-twenties right now, pero ese, ese para mí que era cortar clases. O sea, no era que vamos a cortar clases, woo, woo, vámonos a una fiesta. No, era así como vámonos a cortar clases y sí. ir a ver tele con el guagua. So you guys had this experience of, you know, finding your footing in school. But what do you think it's like for adults that come to this country that don't have that? Have you ever talked to your parents about how they felt? Mm, not really. They were just trying to get that bread, yo. <laughs> no. It was like, feeling alone? Como que feeling alone? You know, it's like, I think their experience is just different. Because you think it's like taboo for them to talk about it? I your think dad mostly. Because I'm pretty sure, well, your mom is a little more... Ah, yo creo que yo creo que mi papá no no tanto sentirse solo porque mi papá acuérdate que vino y estaba surrounded by all his family mm -hmm. hermanos hermanas 
todos estaban acá. <coughs> la que vino dejando todo fue mi mamá. O sea, mi, 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 bueno, en ese sentido, mi mamá y mi papá vinieron dejando trabajo de profesores eh, donde estaban bien establecidos, como dice Israel. O sea, no era que, qué bruto, qué bien que vivían en Ecuador, ¿no? Pero vivíamos en una comunidad en la que una cosa que, que tenían mis papás y que ahora volvieron a tener, gracias a Dios, porque se regresaron a vivir para allá, es el respeto de la comunidad que estaba alrededor de ellos. Era bueno, yo me acuerdo, todavía estaba pequeña y era, buenos días, profesor. Buenos días, profe. Buenas tardes, señorita. Allí en Ecuador es señorita, señorita, ¿no? Señorita Cecilia o... Oh, oh. El profe Osvaldo, you know, it's like, siempre había ese respeto. But you've never talked to your dad about, like, how he felt having to come here and, like, working as a cab driver, working in a factory, like, how that affected his, you know, not, I don't want to say ego, because your dad doesn't really have much of an ego, but how it affected how he perceived himself, like, he comes to the land of opportunity, but it's, like, taking two steps back and kind of being stuck there and not being at the same, like, level he was over there. I think it must have been hard for him, yeah. But, you know, it, it was all about survival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not survival propio. It's survival of his family. It's, you know, I'm the provider. I need to make sure that my shit is straight so that my family is straight. Um, y mi papá, eh, mi papá llegó acá and within a few months, él estaba en la escuela. Cachas que nosotros vivíamos en Newark. Ese man manejaba hasta... I think he went to Patterson. I want to say Patterson. Se iba hasta Patterson porque era una de las pocas escuelas de inglés que había. Mm. Right? So, él salía de, de trabajar sus 12 hours y se iba, manejaba eh, media hora, 45 minutos, whatever, y se iba a estudiar dos horas, ¿no? Y venía con los cuadernitos y él, y eso era otro push también para nosotros porque decíamos, mierda, ¿cómo trabaja este tipo? O sea, y viene con sus cuadernitos del verbo to be, y I am, you are, he is, you are, you know, like, todo eso, y se ponía a repetir, a repetir, a repetir, y se ponía a tratar de practicar con nosotros, o sea, eso para nosotros era como, wow, you know, like, este man está, no deja de aprender, no deja de hacer las cosas, y nosotros también, ¿cómo vamos a ponernos aquí a ser lazy? O sea, mm. tenemos que también empujar para adelante, porque no tenemos de otra. Mm. So you kind of set, like, the example for you guys to... No, it's because, like, I've always been curious. And, I, and the only person I've ever talked to about this was with Nano Eduardo. Because, like, I spent the most time with him out of any of our uncles. Mm -hmm. um, so I would ask him, like, oh, how he felt when he came. And so he, he, out of all of our uncles, I think he's the only one that really kind of ignores the machismo, like, side of being able to express yourself. Because I've tried talking to my dad, and he always, like, kind of cloaks himself behind, oh, que eso no se habla, you know, whatever. So you can't get, like his true feelings out yep. that's why like I, i i don't know if you guys ever had that conversation with your dad where you like you were you scared like you know what what was going through your head during that time yo pienso que mi papá eh, yo pienso que mi papá ha sido muy en el aspecto de que ay de esto no se habla antes no mm -hmm. ahora que ya es una persona mayor que tiene sus nietos eh, se ha abierto un poquito más pero you have to, like, dig. Mm -hmm. um, no, he's not going to be openly like, oh, ¿sabes cuándo? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's easy uh, to get, like, that type of uh, information from uh, somebody that's been in, in a struggle. Mm -hmm. e e even myself, you know, I could, um, I could relate to him and, and, and dealing with the struggles because, you know, being, uh, being a man, you know, you're, you're under a lot of um, 
a lot of responsibilities, a lot of struggles. Like you're, you got to be the 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 head of the household, and um, you have to be the provider. You have to be everything for your family. And I I could see the, the struggles that my father has gone through. And it's not easy to open up to anybody and be like, you know what? Yeah, I had a really tough time, and yeah, you know, I I didn't have food to get, to give you guys. And um, I had spoken to my sister about this, and it's like. My parents did the best that they could with what they had, and um, that had caused us some trauma because <laughs> we came, we came, and um, when we were in Ecuador, we had. It's not like we were like well off where we had like money to spend and all this stuff because we didn't, but we had the basic necessities, and basic necessities when we came over here wasn't so basic, mm-hmm. so it, it was uh, it was a struggle for everybody. Not just my parents, you know, like, I, I understand, like, where they came from. El, el, este verano que yo estaba en el Ecuador, estábamos viajando por, <coughs> viajando por diferentes lugares a los cuales mi papá tenía que manejar, ¿no? Entonces, eh, él manejaba y, y si conocen Ecuador, chévere, ustedes saben que hay que manejar y son largas distancias y para ir de un lugar a otro te demoras dos horas, tres horas, dependiendo a dónde tú quieras ir. Entonces mi papi estaba, <coughs> mi papi estaba manejando for long distances y entonces eh, yo le preguntaba, ¿no? Así como para que no se vaya durmiendo. Así, ah, papi, ¿y, y qué estudiabas tú? ¿Y eh, qué hacías tú? Entonces él al sacar eso, eh, era pero, pero, pero porque estábamos así como haciendo un hueco con cuchara. Así de, wow. Pero mucho, mucho, mucho nos basamos en que, en, o me basé yo en las conversaciones en su vida before coming to the United States. No, yo no sé por qué. O sea, maybe porque estábamos en el Ecuador, le preguntaba cosas del Ecuador y su vida antes del Ecuador, o sea, perdón, antes de irnos a Estados Unidos, de su vida antes de tener hijos, de cómo hacía en el college, ese, ese tipo de cosas. My dad is readily, uh, readily available to share that information, but... We gotta dig. We gotta dig, we gotta dig, we gotta dig. Y, y, y yo pienso que en algún momento dado, y es una buena cosa que, que you bring up, porque deberíamos nosotros, ahora que mi papá está bien, que está con nosotros, preguntarle, ¿no? Ese tipo de cosas. Mi mamá, uh, yo asumo y vuelvo, you know, asumir que, que también habrá tenido un hard time, más porque ella venía dejando a su mamá, a sus hermanos, eh, su trabajo, su comodidad y, y vino a trabajar y, y los dos, mi mamá y mi papá han sido una persona de trabajo duro, siempre, 100%, o sea, en ese sentido ellos nos han enseñado el valor del trabajo y la necesidad del trabajo, ¿no? Pero, o sea, sí, sí, han de haber tenido que pasar también sus momentos de sentirse solos y eso, pero es, es diferente porque como un adulto tú te puedes sentir solo, ahora puedo yo me puedo decir, yo me cambié de trabajo reciencito y I feel like shit porque yo no conozco a nadie, yo dejé todo después de 15 años y donde era para mí muy fácil entrar, salir, decir cualquier cosa, cualquier huevada y, y, y todos me conocen y punto, ¿no? Entonces uno como adulto también se puede sentir solo, pero te sacudes y dices, to hell with this, you know, tengo que irme a trabajar porque tengo que irme a trabajar porque tengo que, tengo que pagar los biles, biles don't, biles don't care that you feel lonely, man. Yeah, it, yeah it, but that's, that's another thing, like just with the semantics, alone versus lonely, like what do you feel? Because you could be surrounded by people. 
And we are surrounded by people. I think that I, I speak for myself. I don't know about you. But there are many times where I am surrounded <coughs> by people in settings where <coughs> in settings where there's people of all different nationalities, in settings where there's people of different generations, and I still manage to feel alone. Like I am not fitting in this particular scenario. And I have to make myself to feel included or to include myself rather because people can be very welcoming, very like, ay, ven, Cristina, hace esto, hace... But at the end of the day, if I don't feel it, it's very hard. And I think that all of these years of feeling lonely and feeling alone have made me into a very lonely adult. Um, and I have to force myself to involve in a group of people around me so that I'm just like, I'm not an idiot. I, I can socialize, you know, like, come on, come on. I, and, but it, it, is a, it is a constant job that I give myself so that I can include myself, so that my kids can also learn que no tienes que ser un estúpido ahí en la esquina sin hacer nada, ¿me entiendes? Que tienes que ser una persona sociable. Pero los años y años y años de no ser una persona sociable took a toll in me. And I speak for me. I don't know about you. I think I, I could relate to that. Like uh, growing up uh, an immigrant, you kind of have that, that thing where you're like, oh, I, I don't fit in, I don't fit in. And um, it, it's, it's obviously hard, you know. You don't have somebody to relate to. And then, you know, time passes by. You go through the high school. You make some friends. You get out of high school. You lose those friends. Yeah. And then you're a grown up. And then you're like, you forget how to make friends. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so it's like you you grow up to be antisocial. And it gets to a point where you're like, you have a revelation. You're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm alone now. Yes. And being alone, it's not a bad thing. But it is. Like, being alone, you get to have, like, peace of mind. You don't have to deal about nobody's drama. But at the end of the day, you look around, and you're alone. Like, me, me tengo que mudar. ¿Quién me ayuda a mover este mueble? Word. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be the only one dragging that couch up the stairs. Uh, pivot! <laughs> so that, that, that's, uh, that's the thing that sucks about getting older. You forget how to make friends. You forget about... Uh, going into certain places and uh, like how, how do you introduce yourself yes. i would like anybody to tell me how do you make friends as adults because that shit is difficult yeah I, i've i've actually told my wife this like i'm tired of being alone like yeah I, I could have my family around i could have my wife around i could have my kids around but at the end of the day like we really don't have something in, in common that that unites us you know yes we get along and everything else but it's like what do we really have in common, you know? Like, it's because you make friends, not because you guys have general interests, it's most because you spend the majority of your time with them. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, like being at school. The friends that you had in school weren't necessarily friends. You guys were friends because you guys just saw each other every day. That's how mm -hmm. I see people at work. Like, I don't have friends at work. They're acquaintances yes. who just happen to be at the same place that I am for eight hours a day, and we yeah. just talk and bullshit. But a lot of the times when you leave a job, you lose connection with those friends because now you have nothing in common besides that job. True, true. Yeah. 
So it's kind of hard to make friends now, now that you're older, you know? Like, how do you go up to, to a certain group? You're like, hey, so how about them Yankees? <laughs> That's why I like that movie, I Love You, Man. Have you guys seen that? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it's it. like how they became friends, like, because of, like, a random, what is it, open house? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they just figure that they have, like, it. that's how, you know, like, I don't know. Like, the majority of my friends are people that I met in passing. Yeah. Sabes que, sabes una de las cosas que el, eh, hace añísimos, perdón, hace añísimos Israel tenía un amigo eh, o un conocido, un, un, no, I don't want to say co-worker, pero alguien que fue a la high school con él, que se, se llama Richie, ¿no? Eventualmente Richie trabajó con nosotros y eh, chévere man, o sea, este manteco es de eh, business, o sea, yo me siento a conversar con él y es un caga de risa, pero yo le conocí a Richard por medio de Israel, sí, él iba a la high school con Richard y Richard es una persona con la cual yo puedo decir, oh sí, él es mi amigo, mm, así de que diga que bruto, que amigos somos, que hago sin to de baby shower, no. Pero yo sé que si es que yo le escribo a él o si yo le llamo a él, he's bound to, like, yeah, hook me up. Él se va al Ecuador, viene agarrado dulces, chicles, caramelos, chupetes, y les da mis guaguas. O sea, who does that? Like, years after, you know, que, que ya ni nos vemos ni tenemos nada en común. Y él me dice, oh, María, llegué del Ecuador. Este, que él me conoce como María, ¿no? O sea, oh, María, llega del Ecuador. Dice, tengo unas golosinitas para los guaguas. Dice, ¿puedo pasar? Claro, vente. O sea, ¿tienes golosinas? Vente de una. O sea, pero esa es como tú dices. O sea, son personas que te las encuentras así en passing. Y hay personas con las cuales yo fui a la high school por cuatro años. Que we share clases, que hacíamos cualquier huevada. Y no considero que esas personas son parte de mi vida anymore. Porque ya cada quien agarra su camino y hace lo que tiene que hacer. Y ¡puf! You think that's a They're generational thing or a cultural thing? Because I feel like adults in Ecuador or even people our age in Ecuador are able to maintain friends. Yes. But uh, it, it, that, but they're my generation. But then, like, flip the switch to this side of the world. I, I can't tell if it's a generational thing or if it's a cultural thing because we're so focused on just working. That, that's the thing that you just mentioned it we're just focused in, in working like over there it's different because uh you have all these things that that you could uh, relate to you have all the holidays you have like uh for the weekends i i, I don't know it like blows my mind but guys get together and they just drink themselves <laughs> silly or they go and play football and volleyball over here, and over here it, it's just different like everybody's focused on working Óyeme, el, el asunto es que en el Ecuador por lo general, y es, estamos hablando del Ecuador, yo, yo eh, imagino que esto se puede transferir a Perú, a México, a, a los many different uh, países que, que quizás nos están es, eh, escuchando, ¿no? Pero en el Ecuador todos mantienen el mismo horario, no todos. Digamos que un 80% de las personas trabajan, un 9 to 5, un, un 8 to 4, algo así, ¿me entiendes? O sea, todos llegan a un momento de la tarde donde they're free. En cambio aquí, si yo no me veo con mi hermano, es porque yo trabajo un horario, él trabaja un horario, you know, like, eh, los días libres de él son entre semana, mis días libres son el fin de semana, vivimos cerca, pero, you know, si nos vemos chévere, oh, bacán, topetines y pum, cada quien hace lo suyo y nosotros somos familia, nosotros vivimos cerca y we, can, we have to make a conscious effort to actually be in each other's space. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy how, 
she just mentioned that like yeah we're family we're supposed to be close yeah we live close we're supposed to have this close-knit relationship but because of work like i don't get to see her she works in the morning i work in the afternoon she works you know she has the days off in in the weekend i have them in between the week so it's like so it, like yeah so imagine if that's like that with family how is it going to be with friends exactly so that's friend. why it's hard i think that's why it's hard to have friends as adults here exactly like sometimes i see like different groups of friends that they were like all right we're going to be doing this on the weekend and i envy that because i'm like I, i've never had that same I've never had that. Y, y es diferente porque en el Ecuador, o sea, y eso es una de las cosas que yo envidiaba, yo creo que hasta ahora yo envidio eh, del Ecuador, es que, que y cuando, yo quería irme a la high school so bad cuando yo, estaba en el, cuando yo estaba en la high school, yo quería irme a estudiar en el Ecuador, porque hasta ahora yo conozco a las amigas de mi mamá, son la generación del 76, ¿no? Y son un grupo de como 15 gentes, 15 mujeres que de la high school que se graduaron con mi mamá. Y esas manes, estamos en el 2022, esas manes todavía se juntan, hacen sus, sus get together, se, se ponen hasta atrás con, con cualquier tontera, o sea, se toman su vinito y mantienen eso. Maybe no se hablan todo el año, pero en el momento que dicen, oh, la generación de 76, pum, toditas se juntan, o sea, como hormiguitas de y pum, se llegan ahí, ¿no? Like Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Assemble. The Captain America. No, yeah. Captain America. Captain Planet. Cap yeah, Captain Planet. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> Wind. Y ahí, ¿no? Todos se juntan. Y yo decía, yo quiero eso. Yo quiero un grupo de personas a las cuales yo pueda decir, o sea, these are my people. Esta es mi tribu. Esta es con, con los que yo me identifico, con los cuales yo pasé esto y esto y esto y esto y esto y esto. Y bang, they're, they're my peoples, right? Yeah, I don't have that. No de la high school. Yo creo que en el trabajo que yo tuve antes de, uh, antes de salir de mi último trabajo, yo, yo tuve eso, ¿no? Entonces, cada quien se ha ido abriendo, ha ido dejando este trabajo por otro, igual que yo, ¿verdad? Y reunirnos con esas, con esas personas es difícil. Así, o sea, volviendo a lo que tú dices, ¿no? Nosotros estamos diciendo, vamos a reunirnos para Christmas break. Ok. Fulana de tal tiene una bebé que tiene que conseguir babysitter. Fulano de tal vive muy lejos, necesita un ride. Fulano de tal este, quizás no puede porque tiene otras cosas. O sea, es difícil mantener esa relación. Y nosotros nos mantenemos de maybe friends on Facebook. Pero cuando ustedes se encuentran, ¿qué hablan sobre? ¿Es sobre Because that's <coughs> most of the time, that's where the conversation moves into. Well, we're all teachers. So, yeah, we talk about, you know, cómo se, al, al principio era todos trabajamos en el mismo building. So, después es como, ok, este está en un distrito, este está en otro distrito. ¿Cómo se compara lo que tú haces con lo que yo hago? O cómo te está yendo en este distrito versus cómo es lo que nosotros sabíamos hacer algo. But see what I mean? Pero so es trabajo. The, the conversation just ends up being about the one thing all yes, that have we have in common. common. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's why, like what Izzy said, like it's hard to find somebody that has like the general interest that you do. Because, I don't know, we're all quirky. We all like weird things. And as adults, I think our generation, I read somewhere one time that the, our generation, because you guys are technically millennials-ish, or Generation X. I am Generation X, por okay. favor. But, those, but these generations <laughs> that grew up pre-internet have a hard time finding, like, their footing, and they're considered, like, lonely generations because then they end up being, like, these little islands of people where they don't really, you know, 
Like there's no connection. That's why like the Kiwani Club, the all of these social clubs that that were formed back in the 50s and 60s for people in the community are eventually going to be phased out because people aren't getting together as a community anymore. People are just so and, focused on themselves. And doesn't that suck though? Because they might be okay. Let's bring it round circle. So in the 2000 se abrió el Centro Social Alausi. That's a social club, mm-hmm. right? And it's based on something that people have in common, which realistically is only where they come from, right? Mm-hmm. To, to maintain that sort of belonging. Eventually, I would hope not, but that, that would fa- be phased out as well, right? Because it, it has a lot of um, nuances. And there's a lot of politics involved. Th- yes. But well, tell there's me, politics in everything. No, right but now. tell me, but are you a member of that social club or would you ever consider becoming a member? I was a member of that social club and I got out of it when I got, when, when I got married. See, but I, I don't think someone like Izzy would be a part of that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm the black sheep. I, I really don't have the need to um, to join a social club that I, I don't really see myself in. And, and, and I saw the need for me because I wanted to belong. Like I felt so lonely that at least being part of that social club made me feel like I belong. Therefore, for me, it was important. But belong to what though? Belong to a group of people, fool. Uh, a group of people that don't care about you, that will talk shit about, about you? you? Yes. <laughs> I'd rather be by my lonesome. And yeah, I think that's another reason why people also gravitate towards churches. and you yeah, know. Uh, Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's my social club now. Like, and I, you know, um, that's that's where I stand right now. But yeah, yeah. I belong to El Centro Social Alausi por, por, por un, una temporada. <clears throat> Porque era necesario para mí. O sea, en ese punto de, 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 de mi edad, de mi juventud, quizás el, el, el sentirme que soy parte de algo. O sea, why do people join gangs? Because they want to feel like they belong somewhere. Where? Were they going to beat you up? Yeah. Yeah, but where does that you know? sense of belonging come from? Is it just like this, like all these years of feeling lonely because you're in a new country, you're in a new community, you don't have like a group of friends in school? All of a sudden, you have like this yearning to belong to something. Do you kind of just like gravitate towards that? I gravitated towards it because uh, my parents were there. Y, y porque, you know, mi prima que, que en paz descanse vivía todavía en la UCI. Y de alguna manera, el ser parte del centro social me daban la... Me daban la la false hope de que I, would, I was sharing something with her. You know, yo, yo podía decir, oh, sí, yo bailé esa misma música. Yo estaba haciendo la misma cosa. O cuando viajaba al Ecuador podía decir, oh, sí, esta gente está así asado, cocinado y frito. Y maybe, como dice el Israel, o sea, people that talk shit about you, it's like, yeah, eventually you do the same thing. You talk about shit about people. Sure. Eventualmente, cuando yo conocí a, a mi actual esposo, <coughs> eso cambió porque all of a sudden I felt not lonely anymore. I no longer felt alone. Yo tenía, y ahí viene, lo, viene el otro episodio, ¿no? Así de que uf, te casas y piensas que ese es todo tu mundo, toda tu vida, todo tu, tratas de llenar todos los huecos con una sola persona y es imposible, ¿no? Pero cuando yo me uní con él, ya yo, ya, ya I was like, oh, centro social, who? Like, I don't need that. Like, I'm, I'm here now. Like, I'm, I have what I need. Obviously, that, that leads to other problems down the line, you know, because one person cannot fill all the gaps that you have created by yourself. Um, but, you know, 
Another episode, another episode, de lleno. Ya, yeah, este, ok, so estamos quedándonos ya sin tiempo, después venimos a otro episodio. Ay, hoy se ha hablado bastante. <coughs> uh, solamente quiero que te des cuenta, amigo o amiga que me estás escuchando, que no eres el único, que si te has sentido solo, que si te has sentido como una isla, pues no estás sola. You are not alone. Just remember that um, I think you have two other people that are broadcasting this show that feel the same way as you. So, no te sientas sola. Recuerda que estés donde estés, aquí estás en familia. We family. Acuérdate de like, share, subscribe. Búscanos, estás en familia en Facebook, estás en familia en TikTok y estás en familia en Instagram. Estamos aquí para ti. 